Welcome back to the Philo Podcast. If this is your first time that you've listened to our podcast, welcome. Our goal is to help technical artists in the local church to become more effective so that our churches can become more effective. Basically, an extension of the Philo Conference all year around. And speaking of the Philo Conference, we're coming up on a price change for our Chicago Conference, which is on May 19th and 20th. At midnight, February 18th, Central Time, the price is going to go up. After that moment, the price is going up. So make sure you sign up at the lowest rate available while you still can. I mean, we're dialing our breakout classes in, our main sessions, our sponsors. And I mean, I feel like this is going to be an amazing Philo. So you don't want to miss it. So go to philo.org, check out all the details. That's where they are. Along with the Philo Conference in Chicago, we've been pretty busy on all kinds of other plans. Uh, We had a great time at NAMM, the Philo team. We showed up at the Chauvet Room and did a breakout with them. It was so great. Uh, We met with some of the NAM leadership team to figure out ways we could partner together with them. And we went on a tour of a bunch of churches in Southern California, just trying to figure out Philo in SoCal for 2020, sometime this fall. If you're listening to this, you live on the West Coast, we're coming. Brace yourself. It's going to happen, but please be patient. Uh, We're still trying to figure out all the details. So another great place philo.org to kind of keep up to date on the status of that. Anyway, uh, on today's episode, I got to sit down with Caleb Lepke. He's the production director at The Chapel, which is a multi-site church in the Chicago area. He also spearheads the Philo breakout class process and also is doing Philo staffing, which is a new thing for us. And we sat down and we talked about his story as a technical artist in the local church and Also, some ideas around Philo staffing and kind of the trends that we're seeing in churches and tech people looking for the next thing. So let's dive in. We are here today with my good friend, Caleb Lepke. How's it going, Caleb? It's going well. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. So we've known each other now. I, it's kind of scary to think about that it's, it's been, been a while. Four, has it been four years? Five years yeah. almost. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, I think the first time I ever met you, I had just started at my job that I'm currently at, the chapel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I started, I think, almost like the week or two before the first Philo. Okay, right. At Christ yeah. Community Church down, yeah. down here in Chicago. And uh, and I met you in the hallway walking in and <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I think gosh. We, had, we had to have a, maybe a conversation on the phone. Like, yes. Or no, maybe I was a part of your interview, yes. but I was not like a participant in the interview. I was yeah, just I think in you the, were in the room. While there was like a Skype call or something yeah. going on, and I was passing so questions funny. to the I guys asking. That. <laughs> yeah. I remember because I remember sitting on the video call, and these the guys were looking in the other room, like, "Who is in the room right now?" <laughs> yeah, so, that yeah. was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah so yeah, from that first uh, day meeting at Philo, that's so wild. Mm-hmm. Now you're uh, so you've been at the chapel since then, since 2015. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing a ton with Philo. So we've not only, I asked you to do breakouts, just kind of help manage yeah. them. That uh, that was 2016. Or, yep. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, so recording and set up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then now you're sort of managing the whole process from contacting people to yeah, yeah making it all happen at Philo. Yeah, so. it's it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. You know, I think it's... it's um, as we've grown at Philo and the amount of tracks that we have, it's uh, yeah, it's incredible. I forget how many we had last year in Chicago. I think it was like 
fifty or 50 something, something like that. Something, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting. The to me, the the breakouts. That's kind of why people come, mm-hmm. and it's also the hardest part of doing Philo. Yeah, it, it's it's challenging. I remember. Yeah, I think the first year I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, <laughs> just I think managing even people's, um, you know, emailing me back. I always feel like I'm bugging everybody, but yeah. Yeah, like getting that many teachers yep. and their travel arrangements and yep. their room needs and yeah, it's just, and filling all the slots. Yeah, you know, and coming last up with minute cancellations, content that people actually want to sit and listen to, but <laughs> right, taught by someone who can actually teach a class. Yeah. yeah, that's probably yeah. the hardest part. Yeah, you know, are, and I think we have a really good amount of people in our community that are great. And yeah. how do we like leverage the things that they're doing really well at their churches to be able to share with, you know, the rest of our yeah, yeah. community. So before coming to the chapel, I guess talk for a second about like, what do you do now and kind of how you ended up here? Mm-hmm. Like what your yeah tech journey looks like? So I was on staff at a uh, church down in the St. Louis area as a full-time TD there, really my first, you know, launch into ministry. And it was a little bit shocking when I first <laughs> started in ministry because uh-huh. My wife and I had just gotten married. I had just finished up college and uh, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be amazing. I'm gonna be a tech dude in a church, right? Yeah. Like how amazing is this? this is, I get paid to do this every week, every week. And pretty soon after I was like, oh, this is a lot different than just doing tech. And it's not actually just doing tech at all. It's like, how do I, I gotta be way more relational than I've ever wanted to be with people before. Yeah, and. Yeah be nice and have conversations and uh, love on people. And I was just like, this is so new for me. Uh And it really, it kind of changed how I think about production in the local church and Mm. um, how we lead and shepherd people through uh, technology to, you know, further the kingdom. Was that a, um, just a single campus? Yeah, it was a single campus and we had an onsite video venue that we piped video and the full band from the other room into. So we had, two bands playing to the same click. Oh, wow. Over five or within the rooms. And I was just like, uh, you know, it's, it was just also, uh, it was just a different way of doing it. Yep. And it was a really, really cool way of doing it. But like at the time, I didn't know the right people to call to ask. Sure. Hey, like I heard you guys were doing this. Uh, uh, how are you doing it? How can I make this better? So I learned a lot of things on my own that I wish that I would have um, had the experience of others to be able to like, you know, pick their brain on. Sure, right, right. So we were there for about two years Mm -hmm. and then my wife and I got pregnant with our first kid Mm -hmm. and we were like, hey, I think we want to be closer to family. Um, And we started looking and there was some opportunities that kind of opened up in Chicago. The the door really kind of closed and it felt super clear to us that, you know, we should stay in St. Louis and then I randomly got a call and uh, from, a, from a buddy who was working at the chapel where I'm at now. And mm-hmm. he's like, hey, we're hiring a tech guy. And I'm like, whatever, man. Here's, and I, I think I texted him my resume. <laughs> you know. And uh, then a couple of weeks later, I got a call. And um, two months later, I was up here visiting. And now we're here. And we've been yeah. here for about five years. And I think uh, if I'm not, if I'm remembering right, your friend ended up leaving shortly after you he got did. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was interesting. I think I came on staff at the chapel, like really, I was young and excited to, I'm still young, but like <laughs> <laughs> not right so when excited. I was a baby, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I came on staff, like super excited to like learn from a, 
a production team who was already doing it at a mm-hmm. large multi-site church in Chicagoland. And then I got on staff and basically everybody quit. And then I was the only person. <laughs> you were the most experienced one there. I was yeah. the most experienced person there. Uh, so it was me and you were around. Yeah. And it was you. Not super helpful, but <laughs> you I and was me. around, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we made it through, man. That was, um, I was literally just saying to Cassie. Um, Your wife. My wife, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, I, I had thrown up a picture of my um, time hop on my phone. Okay. And it was four years ago and I was pushing around my nine month old at like 9.30 at night because my wife was working at the time at a uh, at a store and uh, I was like, oh my gosh, this is uh, awful. <laughs> Why am I doing this right now? But we've come a long way and we've hired a, a lot of amazing guys on our team now. Yeah. And, um, I would imagine the thing that you noticed uh, when you moved to the chapel from your church in St. Louis was that the problems are the same everywhere. Like, yeah. It wasn't that much. <laughs> I can imagine it's yeah. not that much different than- No, the were problems before. were identical actually. Yeah. Now um, you have eight campuses to worry about instead yeah, of one. Yeah, it's just times eight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a couple, you know, a zero or, or more, you know, on a budget that, yeah. but the problems are the same. Yeah, yeah. People are the same. Uh, the way that people act both good and bad are the same. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, ministry is this amazing, difficult, hard thing to live in and work in every day. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when we're able to actually like take a step back and look at where we've come from mm-hmm. and- where we are now, it's you know, it's pretty amazing. I was yeah. just talking to our team about that uh, a couple of weeks ago, where we were kind of looking at some things. And we were all kind of frustrated about a couple of projects that weren't working the way that we wanted to mm-hmm. uh, work them uh, going into Christmas season. And I pulled up on my phone the same time hop, and I looked back at five years ago, and I'm like, guys, this is the first weekend I visited, and I showed them a picture of where we were, and oh my gosh, I mean, the room was just like, oh, that's awful, it looks horrible, you know, it's, I'm sure, you know, just all the things that we've done yeah. in the past five years as a team, and um, it sometimes takes that perspective of looking back yeah, to yeah. really understand, like, what you have done, because when you're in the moment, you don't, it doesn't feel I great. Think, yeah, you're so busy picking away at the little things mm-hmm. that over time you kind of lose track of the distance that you've traveled yep. by taking small bites out of something. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to look back for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And yeah. so uh, <laughs> sometimes we sprint and we get just so exhausted. And um, I think there are seasons of that in ministry. And, sure, yeah. You know, Christmas and Easter for so many of us in the Philo community like feels like that. Yeah, yeah. We're just like, this is what are we doing? This is crazy. (laughs) And it is crazy, you know? I think some of the things that, you know, we come up with as creatives and technical artists, like we care so much, Mm -hmm. right? And I've had that conversation with senior leadership, like jokingly, like, I wish I didn't care as much as I did. Right. (laughs) Because I care so much about this being amazing. And sometimes I put my own work life in jeopardy because we want it to be so great. Sure. um, Sometimes we forget that like God can do the work that we're trying to do on our own yeah, and um, yeah. let him let him fill the gaps. Yeah, uh, I've been reading some writings by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, yep. German theologian, and he's been talking about the mystery of, of Christ coming to earth as a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so much I really appreciate about just kind of the language of mystery because the there's something about the fact that a lot of tech people that I know, we care so deeply 
Mm-hmm. And so we're, that's what we're designed to do. Like we care about these certain things a lot, but then we also have to like not care at yeah. the same time or yeah. like realize that it's not really my responsibility mm-hmm. at the end of the day for someone to make a decision or, you know. Yep. Yeah, so it's just a, yeah. this weird. Yeah, you know, and I think I have found myself over the years putting my hands in too many cookie jars that I shouldn't be, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just like being worried about things that is in not my department that right. may affect our department, but like I, I just got to trust that like God is going to take care of those things, whatever it is, whether yep. it's programming or some creative element, just like how do we all work together and us focus on the things that we're great at and f- and focus on that. Because if we start worrying about every other thing that everybody else is doing, it's just like, yeah. it'll you'll drive yourself bonkers, yep. you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, I learned a long time ago, I'm going to worry about the things that I'm responsible for because that's all the capacity I really have. Yeah, it is. I don't have enough energy to worry about your thing too. Correct, yeah. So (laughs) yeah, we're we're living in that. Yeah. So uh, not only are you uh, busy leading a team doing, do you have six or seven? We have seven campuses across Chicagoland, yeah. So you're leading a team to handle seven campuses. Uh, You're doing all this breakout stuff for Philo. Now we've Philo has branched into this thing that we're calling Philo Staffing, which is yeah. also something you're, you've, yeah, you've decided you wanted to take on, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I thought it would be good for us to just kind of talk about what mm-hmm. is that and mm-hmm. what what are we trying to achieve through Philo Staffing, and yeah. yeah, I would just love to kind of unpack what that looks like, and maybe from your perspective what got you interested in this idea in yeah. the first place? Yeah, I think it was really at Philo in Chicago in 2019. I was walking around and I bumped into Stan Endicott, who if you haven't met him or if you haven't had a conversation with him or uh, even heard him talk in person, he's one of the most amazing and unique and hilarious people I think I've ever met. And yeah. my goal is to basically be like Stan when I'm <laughs> totally, old. Totally, yeah. I'm not saying you're old, Stan, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truth hurts. <laughs> uh, and I bumped into him and um, for probably three or four months prior to leading up to uh, Philo Chicago in 2019, we were kind of wrestling with the idea of just people in the local church and whether or not you're currently working full-time in the local church or you're looking to be in another church like if you don't necessarily have a ton of people in your context list on your phone to be able to call or bump into at an event like Philo mm-hmm. or MXU or any of these events, you know, we have technical artists in the local church kind of gathering together for a day or two. It, it's hard to find work. And um, we just said, hey, we know a lot of churches. We also know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. These couple thousand people that are gathering right now in this in this building, all have the similar needs of wanting to pour into their local church and the tech community that they have there and use technology to further the kingdom. And how can we just help those people meet? And how, how can we introduce this church to this person? And so I bumped into Stan and I said, what do you think about that? You know, and he's like, well, we should talk. And yeah. so uh, a couple of weeks later, Todd and I were, you know, you and I were on, on a phone call with him and kind of talking about what that looks like. And, yeah. um, so we kind of launched Philo staffing through that and just trying to talk about how we can just help meet other other people with churches and uh, right. help them get connected and find churches that are engaging and powerful and that uh, it's just a great fit for both of them. Yeah. And uh, it's been a 
it's been a whirlwind of, of doing both <laughs> yeah. of that, both talking to people and churches and, uh, but it's been fun, uh, a really exciting thing. Yeah, it's amazing to me how many people I talk to or get uh, messages from or yeah, just churches looking for tech yeah. people. Yeah. And so it's, we know that most every church of a certain size is using technology. Yeah. And so not all of them need a tech person, but more and more, yeah, it's becoming a full-time position. I mean, I think about when I started, so I wasn't paid full-time, but look, I was working seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, that was 1992. And I could probably count on two hands how yeah. many people I knew doing mm-hmm. technology work in the local church. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, every other church has a tech person it seems like and so there's a there's a huge need out there yeah and you know thinking about the philo community it's like here we have like you said at philo chicago we got 1600 tech people Mm -hmm. and so this is a great potential great opportunity to match up people who are looking with churches who are looking yeah and i think for me the the big deal is that if Philo is about making the tech person more effective so the church can be more effective, like that's mm-hmm. our, mm-hmm. like I say at the beginning of every podcast, there's part of it that if you, at the bo- at the end of it, the goal is to make the church as effective as it can be. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that's gonna make a church more effective is the right tech person. Yeah, And uh, hopefully through the Philo conferences and the other thing we're doing, we're helping make good tech, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more effective tech people. Yeah. So the opportunity to kind of bring those two together, yeah, is kind of exciting. Yeah, I remember, you know, one of the things that I said, I think probably the first time I brought it up to you when we went out to Portillo's is like, <laughs> I, I think it was the first Philo, the one that I met you at and uh-huh. you got up and I think it was when you were doing a main session, you're just like, kill it with what you got, right? I'm talking about oh, gear. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that people matter so much more than gear. Yeah. And with the right person, you can make just about anything happen, right? With what you guys have. And so, so many churches and we are, as a technical artist, I find myself in this all the time. Like we we crave different kind of gear and whatever, right? And it's always amazing to uh, play with new stuff and be able to use it. But like, how can I take an amazing guy that's on my team and say, "I, I don't have any money to buy anything else. Can you just, can you make it work? and make it amazing and they do and they kill it. And so um, just the idea of people matter so much more than gear Mm -hmm. and a church investing in a person more than investing in gear that will die. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really interesting. And I think um, the more conversations I've had with churches, Mm -hmm. the more we, I find myself uh, not necessarily like managing expectations of what these, people are doing, but more like what the church expects of these people. Right, I right. joke with, I joked with you earlier, I joke with candidates and with churches that like everybody wants a unicorn <laughs> yeah. in their tech role. Everybody yeah. wants this amazing dude who is crazy smart at audio, video, lighting and leading people. Yeah, And they're young and bubbly and excited and can talk to leadership and mm-hmm. can uh, recruit and train volunteers. Like there, there are people out there that do that. Yeah, and we know many of them, but how do how do we manage the expectations of the churches to say, hey, I think what you're looking for 
is a little different from the things that we see of the needs in your church as an outsider. Right, right. And so I think we come in, you know, meeting with these churches and uh, chatting with people who are interested in in working with other churches of um, just how do we manage those expectations a little bit differently yep, yep. and walk in with a perspective of if I was going to work at that church and yeah. say, hey, these are the questions that I was I would ask or if I was a if I was leading this team mm-hmm. at this church, at this multi-site church or whatever, like these are the things that I would step into that are really low hanging fruit that you could do with the current team you have yeah, or set yourself up to say, hey, I don't think you actually need an audio engineer at this campus. I think you should potentially combine a couple part-time roles and get a full-time guy who can lead a b- little bit better, whatever it is, yeah. you know. Um, it's interesting to me because I think the the from an expectation standpoint, there are expectations that are not realistic on the church's side looking. Oh, yeah. And I think there's unrealistic expectations for the people looking for work. Yep. Because I think, you know, the, the church is looking for a leader, but they also need a systems person. Mm-hmm. You know, like they need to be able to figure out how to do, the, you know, make it all work but they need somebody who can lead people. Yeah. And finding someone who can do both, that's the unicorn. Yeah. I mean, they the, the people do exist, yeah, but totally. it's, it's, they're not always the same person. And I think from the person looking, the fact that it's more about people and leading people yes. and developing people and people, 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 yep. uh, that a lot of technical people who are looking for work or think they wanna yep. be a, a TD somewhere, that's the real challenge is yeah. that you need to step up your game yep. on recruiting and developing mm-hmm. volunteers. That's the Yeah, name of the I would game. say like, you know, for anybody who is in the local church as a T right now, um, you know, listening. Yeah, if there's one thing that you step into in this next season of your ministry is to dig into developing and recruiting others yep. to do the work for you. Yep. Like, I don't know if any other job ever that you can basically take all your work and push it onto a volunteer mm-hmm. and your boss praises you. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> Praise the Lord that you put all that work on a volunteer yeah. and they're doing it, you know, whatever. And you could sit back and literally just have coffee with people. Right. And they'd be like, you're the best production guy we've ever had in our life. Well, I think, you know, just just hearing you say that, one of the things that, does it irritate me? Let's say it does, that irritates me about kind of where we are with tons of churches that need people mm-hmm. and like uh, in some ways a lack of a pipeline of obvious people that are ready to step into those roles is that as tech people, I'm just gonna speak for myself, it's so easy to draw my identity from the thing I'm doing. Yeah, I, c- I can mix the crap out of uh-huh. any band. I can make this lighting look amazing. I can direct video like nobody's business that we hang on to those things, which means we're not developing someone new because we're not we're not releasing yeah. it. And when I th- and so now there's nobody coming up that's ready mm-hmm. to do those things. And I think the body of Christ is made up with all of us, uh, made up of all of us, and we all need to participate. And by us hanging on to these roles and getting my significance from them, I'm not allowing other people to fully participate mm-hmm. in what Christ wants to do. Yeah, uh, through through others, through, through volunteers. Others. Yeah. Cause they, you know, people in the local church, volunteers, people in the congregation, whatever, like they have a heart to serve. Yeah. Whether they're an insurance salesman or they do IT at, you know, for their company, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
they want to serve and production is an incredible opportunity, even if you really have no experience doing it. Like if you have the right guy training and recruiting those people and loving on them, like, you know, where do we all start? Yeah, we I all mean, we if, all started as volunteers. If nobody in local left church. space for me to volunteer. Uh, I would not be. We would not yep. be sitting here. <laughs> and I think too, when I think about someone's legacy, and maybe this is going too far, but I'm going to go there anyway. So for me, if I'm the best audio mixer on the planet, well, at the end of my days, what do I have to show for it? Oh, well, maybe I've got a Parnelli Award along the way, yeah. or I've got you know some a few pats on the back, or had some great relationships with people, but. If I, div- if I poured that knowledge and skill into other people mm-hmm. that could then do the same and that feels like way more compelling to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best people that I've ever been able to learn from are the people that either let me drive while they sat next to me on the console yeah. or I sat next to them. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like this is how, that's how we learn, you know? Yeah. So I guess the, all this to say, I mean, what does this have to do with staffing? Like part of it is if you're listening to this and you're leading teams of people, uh, way to go, because yeah. that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. If you're not, or you don't like people or you don't like uh, leading, whatever. Yeah, if you want to be doing this as a career, this is the name of the game, yep. uh, developing other people. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, there's so many guys that are so wicked smart at systems and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that's, it's such an important role of making sure that things function properly totally. on the weekend. Yeah. But the, at the end of the day, there's somebody that's operating the gear that you ran the systems on. Mm-hmm. So how do we set that up in a way, not just that it's like user-friendly or whatever, but like, how do we, how do we just develop people to do what we do? Yeah. You know, cause I think that's just like what God calls us to do. To do. And I mean, I found myself in the scenario where I've been the guy behind the console and I don't, it's hard to release control. It's not yeah, easy. It's we're, fun we're, to mix. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a blast. Yeah. I love it. And um, so that's hard, you yeah. know, And but it, it's kind of what God calls us to do. And I tell you from my perspective, the like as fun as it, is, it was to mix or direct live video or, you know, come up with cool lighting looks to see other people doing it, that for me became the, that was my favorite yeah. thing, watching yeah. a team pull something off together. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, maybe talk for a second about the idea of coming back to the idea of staffing. Like on some level, you know, it feels like we could be just trying to take advantage of, you know, the situation of like we yeah. got all these positions open and we got all these people and let's try mm-hmm. and jam as many people into these positions as we can. And uh, the reality is that in my mind, there are so many churches looking that even I was surprised that how many I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they existed. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, I, I think I've been also surprised. The amount of phone calls that we get in a week is mm-hmm. way more than I ever expected. Yeah. I, you know, I did this hoping that, hey, if I got, if I helped one church this year <laughs> find a great tech guy, yeah. I'm like, this is a massive win. And yeah. it's, um, it's significantly more than one that that call every yeah. week, you know? And so the idea, I'll talk a little bit more about the candidate side because I think the candidate side is is the trickier part because every church wants to hire somebody. Sure, right, right. And we can help manage those expectations of what that role looks like. Yep. But it's for the people that are looking or feel like they're in a hard season, right? Sure, like right. I've been yeah. in that where I'm going, this is awful. Yeah. Christmas is the worst season ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to work in a mini- you know at this church anymore and yeah. ministry anymore. 
and the grass isn't always greener. Yeah, you know, I've experienced that both in in looking and kind of seeing what that looks like. And yeah, I'll give an example. Like I was on the phone with a candidate a couple of weeks ago, with a guy who called and says, "Hey, I'm really looking to transition out of my church." I'm like, "Well, why? You know, what, what are you looking to do, uh-huh. and what is the reason that you're wanting to leave?" And he lists off all these reasons. Mm-hmm. And my first question is, have you like asked, have you told the church about any of these? Well, no, they're not, they're, they're not gonna listen. And, sure, right. Yeah. You know, I've, I've mentioned and alluded to it and nothing really happens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think, I think you need to have a conversation with your church. Yeah. And I actually think that where you're at right now is good and that you need to grow in a couple of things Yeah. and that you should stay. And yeah. sometimes those conversations goes well and other times it's like, yeah, I don't really think so. And yeah. I think, you know, I think sometimes there are seasons where it's time. Both yeah. you and I have had conversations with people that are like, actually, you know, this is not the first time you're having this conversation and I feel like God is potentially leading you somewhere right. else. And I couldn't tell you where that is. And if there's any way that we can help you, like, yeah. let me know. Yeah, I think the, your point, you know, the grass isn't always greener. I can remember, so this is going back so many years. I'm trying to think, I had a small child. So 20 plus okay. years ago. Uh, I got a call from a church in in Georgia and we started having conversations about me going down there and we went for a visit and you know it was there were a lot of really great things. Uh the one thing I remember is they had a huge JVC video projector. <laughs> oh. So it was like midnight yeah. like 97. So that that was the video projector of the moment and it was maybe 1200 lumens or yeah. something like that but it was oh my gosh. you know 3 did I already say that three gun? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was like, it was a beast. Anyway, I at the end of it all, I don't know that I was dissatisfied where I was, but I was also kind of like, oh, you know, new opportunity. Maybe the grass is greener. And at a certain point I realized, you know what? These, this place has problems, yeah. just like the place I have. The only difference is I just don't know what they are right mm-hmm. now. So I'll take the problems I have over the yeah. problems I don't know. But I guess all that to say is that, and we've kind of alluded to it earlier, like the challenges that exist at your church, they exist at whatever other church you're imagining yeah. has it all together. And for me, when I moved from Michigan to Willow Creek, I don't know that I was surprised, but I was like, hey, same challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the worship leader and the tech person don't always see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, shocker. <laughs> yeah, or the hours at Christmas are insane. Yep. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. No different. Yeah, yeah, the the challenges are the same everywhere. Yeah. You just you just might not know them, just like yeah. what you said. And um, I think that that doesn't mean that there aren't seasons that people do transition off for yeah, whatever totally. reason. Yeah. I, I want to move home to family. I want to, you know, and we can't deny the fact that there are many churches that are there's things in it that are toxic. Yeah, right. And it's better for you to get out of that situation for whatever reason. And yeah. there's things that you do in the same way that. Um, we look at conflict in the Bible, you know, yeah. and how we how we resolve conflict. And, you know, I think that if we go through those things as people in our local church, as staff members of our churches and say, hey, this is concerning to me. And we go through yeah. whatever reasons and we, and we talk about those things. And at the end of the day, God may call you to stay or God may call you to go somewhere else and, yeah. and be the next person to create a new legacy for, for not only the position that you're in now or... That you could be in the next, you know, stage of your of your ministry career. Yeah, I mean, thinking back to what you were saying about that first Philo, uh, when I 
was talking about do the you know use what you have mm-hmm. and kill it. I think there's so much about that that is so helpful as a as a tech person, not just gear related, but for me, uh, I can think about rough seasons in my life that it was up to me to say, what can I do about the situation? Yeah. How can I make this better? What am I contributing to yeah. the way this is going? Which I think it's so easy to kind of point fingers and say that it's somebody else's problem, but every situation I've got some contributing factor that oh, yeah. I have control over. Yeah, And so what can I do to make this better? And I would say a couple of situations that I'm thinking of right now, I maybe ended up staying a couple places too long because mm-hmm. I was trying to solve the whole thing myself. Yeah. And not wanting to let people down and not want you know, not wanting to leave anybody in the yeah. lurch. So I'm just gonna stick around and I've stuck around too long, you know, which is maybe the other side of it is yes, most tech people I know are hyper responsible and so yeah. you don't wanna let people down and yeah. so you stay too long. Yeah, I um uh you can sometimes compare it to a bad relationship. <laughs> yeah where you think the other person, the church is uh-huh. going to change and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And and I would say sometimes they shouldn't. Yeah. It's not sometimes, necessarily, yeah, it's not yeah. yeah, it's not the the tech guys isn't the person necessarily dictating the decisions of the church. Right. Yeah. And we try to do that all the time. Yeah. We need to be like this. I need your slides on a Wednesday night before yeah, service. Yeah. I'm like, "Well, how long does it really take me?" Okay, it takes you 20 minutes out. So. Yeah. I could spare 20 minutes on a yeah. Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, we, we try to change a lot of things that we shouldn't and play, put our hands in cookie jars we shouldn't. And right, I found right. myself in that way too many times. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, so, I mean, the, the whole idea, I guess when we boil it down, if you're somebody that's looking for work or thinking like, I need to get out of this place. Yeah, there's maybe a couple questions. One is, what are you contributing to this? Is there something mm-hmm. you could do differently? Maybe God wants you to stay. And I would say for me, there was a season of my life at Willow Creek where I was like, I need to get out of this place. It's driving me crazy. And really felt like God saying, you need to stay. Mm -hmm. It's not time to go yet. Yeah. Uh, Which was a hard thing to hear. Yeah. But I think, you know, part of it too, as tech people, we're not super well known for like reading our Bibles and Mm -hmm. journaling or being connected to what God's trying to get our attention with. But- yeah, before you think about going somewhere else, that's an important thing to kind of... Yeah. I I was having a conversation with my dad a few weeks ago and we're, we were just talking about um, just doing things that you love and that, you know, whatever you are doing both um, in your current position at a church, like God puts the desires of our heart at the forefront of what we do. Mm-hmm. And... Um, do what you enjoy, right? And sometimes what what we do enjoy is doing production in the local church and that's not always fun and there's mm-hmm. seasons of yeah. that. Um, sometimes there's more seasons that we want, you know, of, mm-hmm. of it not being fun. And we and I think we say this for people that are listening to not say stay in your church and like you, you're gonna be there the rest of your life. Right. Because <laughs> you're not. Yeah. I won't be and none of us will be, yeah. right? And so- uh, we say that in just ask those questions yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And if you feel like, hey, this is potentially something that God is leading us, you know, we have a great section on our website that that we talk about staffing. Yep. And if you're a person that may be looking, fill it out. I, you know, I, somebody from our team, probably me, would love to have a conversation with you. Yeah. And just talk about those things. And if anything, like I'm a production guy, you're a production person. Yeah. 
let's just hang out, talk, like let's like become friends, you know? Because yeah. in that, there's been seasons of me just being able to explain my situation to somebody who does production. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh. Somebody gets somebody it. Somebody else gets <laughs> yeah. it. They they know what I'm going through. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. And uh, <laughs> we do. And that's, I think, why we do it more. I do it more for the for the candidates. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's mm -hmm. what, like, I, we love the church, but everybody's going to be hiring always. Yeah. So, so there, there's no lack of jobs for you looking for a career. Yeah. But we care about you. We care about your heart. We care about what you do in the local church. Mm -hmm. I don't always love seeing guys leave the local church to go work for corporate, whatever. Sure, right. Corporate's great. We all do side gigs, whatever it is with, with companies who do that. And it's fun and you know right. all of those things. But I think God has put skill set, the skill set that we all have into our heart, given us the talents and abilities to do that, to further his kingdom. And yeah. so how do we keep people in local church? Right. And I would say too, maybe this is something so many, we hear about it so often, so many people burning out and just yeah. getting, just leaving the church. And some of that is preventable, Yeah, I think. And so, yeah, either you're staying too long or you're staying quiet too long, yeah. or you're just not, you're not fighting for your own needs in a healthy, respectable way. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many things to that that yeah. Yeah, we, you know, I think that's I think that's why you started Philo. Yeah, right? it's true. That's the yeah. whole reason yeah. because um, if there's a way that we can get other people in the room with others who do the same thing that we do, like I, I just remember, it was probably the second year of Philo mm -hmm. where I really felt like I, I wasn't as nervous. Like I got to like hang out with people that I didn't know and yeah. like hear their stories and now people that I've become longtime friends with through Philo, sure, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, these people get it, right? And I, I think that's why we have Philo Conference and, and why these thousands of people gather in a single space to all talk nerdy and just be like, oh my gosh, my pastor does that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm so glad <laughs> my guy, my pastor is not the only one, you know? <laughs> Even if it's dumb stuff, it's just, sure, it, right. it is what it is, yeah. right? So like we understand it and mm -hmm. we get it. And I would say the, when I think about people looking for work, you know, the candidates that are out there looking for a new opportunity. Yeah, we would love to help you find your place, whether it's yeah. at some new church or at your current church to figure out, yeah, how to thrive mm -hmm. wherever you are. And I think if you're a church or you're at a church and you're looking for people, yeah, our goal is not to just try and, stick you with somebody, mm -hmm. but really, yeah, how do we want your church to be as effective as possible, which means yeah. having the right candidate. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so I, the thing I've learned is that it's not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, I think um, there's a couple people who do this all the time and help churches find people. And they've told me, they're like, we don't call it a search mm -hmm. for no reason. Like it's hard to find people. Right. You know, if you are a church that's looking to hire another another person, like yeah, it's not it's not easy, um, as you guys have probably already found by mm -hmm. searching already on yeah. your own. And we're just trying to use the people that are in our community to help leverage people that you might not have yeah. in your phone books or have, may have not heard of your church. How do we get it out to the people that we know a little bit more? Yeah. And, um, I've been amazed as as I have conversations with some churches, like this is a sweet church. Like I would work here. Right. Like right. this is awesome. You know, and so it means a lot when I feel like I can, I can say that when I hang out with a church. Yeah. And it, it makes it feel a little bit better to the candidate too. Like it, 
I've been there. I understand it. Like I, th- I feel like this is um, something that could be really great. And I, I know you a little bit more now and, and I'd love to introduce you to the church, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're like new into this whole staffing thing, but yep. we're definitely excited about the potential. And yeah. So if you're listening and are interested, I think philo.org slash staffing, staffing yep. yeah, is the way you can, there's a form you could fill out there just yep. if you're interested in looking or if, uh, as a candidate or if you're a church trying to fill yeah, a position. Yeah, and there's also uh, on that same page, there's a, we have kind of a running list of jobs that we're currently working with churches to yeah. uh, help find the right person. And so, you know, we tell the church, we're waiting for the right, for the right person for you. Um, and if you feel like that might be you, mm-hmm. fill out the form. Let's, you know, let's have a conversation. Yes. We'd love to hear from you, regardless of if you come to that church or stay. And, you know, we just get to hear a little bit more about your story. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for making time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. All right. See ya. I mean, it was so fun hanging out with Caleb. I love his heart for the local church and how he uses that love to help connect technical artists from around the country. Whether it's through Philo Conference or the Philo Staffing or even just him being a fellow TD in a local church. If you have any questions about Philo Staffing, you can go to philo.org staffing and fill out a form. Whether you're on a hunt for a new job or if you're a church looking for your next hire, go there, fill the form out, we'll be in contact with you. Like everything we do around here at Philo, our goal really is to help make the local church more effective by helping each of us become more effective. And so for Philo Staffing, uh, we're just trying to help connect the dots between great people and great churches. We talked about it on the podcast, but we're not trying to poach people and send them to other places. But I know from experience that there's a season for everything. So we just want to make sure we're helping the conversation which might lead to staying in your position or possibly moving on, who knows? So check out philo.org staffing. All right, don't forget Philo 2020 Chicago, the price change is coming up. Sign up before February 18th at midnight, Central Standard Time to get your cheapest price. It's 119 for individual tickets or $99 per ticket for a group of four or more. I think we have a church that's signed up for 50. I think their staff and volunteers, amazing. It's a great community builder for your church's production team. I mean, nothing quite like riding in a van, hanging out at night together. It's basically like summer camp for tech people. So yeah, you should join us. You should subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all the things, all the places. Give us a review on iTunes, help us spread the word. You can find us on social media at Philo Community on Facebook and Instagram and at Philo Conference on Twitter. If you have any ideas, don't forget, send us your feedback and ideas by emailing us at philopodcast at philo.org. All right, that's it. Talk to you soon. Bye.